hidden behind closed doors. This is Beer and Be Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael. Jason, what movie are we talking about today? Today we're going to discuss 1954's Republic Pictures, Johnny Guitar. Michael, what are we drinking? We have three beers from Barrel House Brewing. Fantastic. A flight of beers. Cheers. Cheers. We have their IPA. 7.2%. Their Mango IPA. And then the Big Sur Double IPA. These were from your father. That's correct. Your father hooked us up here. Yeah. By the way, thank you, Barrel House, because they sponsored the episode, courtesy of your dad. That's right. (laughs) A little while back. A little while back. My dad still at his age likes to throw around what his sons are doing. (laughs) He's a raconteur. Yes, exactly. He doesn't mind stopping at a bar and having a few drinks and saying hello and then talking to people. Yeah, no, that's definitely up his alley. Thank you, Marlon. Thank you, dad. (laughs) And thank you, Barrel House. Absolutely. Uh, You picked this movie. I did. I did. Why? So, by the way, if you go back and listen to our first episode, which we, we go through some of our like things that we're going to do and what, what we're not going to do. And, and one of the things we said was, we're not going to do any movies Mystery Science Theater did. We broke that rule like five times like, in the first 10 episodes. Yes. And then I remember specifically you saying we weren't going to do any Westerns, Westerns. <laughs> <laughs> which this is advertised as Western. It has Western tropes. It is a Western, but it's another type of movie. So go ahead. Tell us about it. Yeah. So it, exactly what you said, Michael. We said no westerns, and yet this will be our technically our second western that we're doing because the other one we did too, Baron Arizona. They pitched that as a western. It did not do well because it's really not a western. I will never consider that a western. <laughs> yeah. That is just an epic. This I was once again. We've said this a million times. We have our lists. I came across this, and I like that name, Johnny Guitar. We did Johnny Cool with Henry Silva. Um, a while back, and I like Johnny Guitar. You know, I had all these built-in expectations. So, one, I thought it was a cool name. Two, it, it you would see a lot of rightful saying this is not quote unquote a western. And three, I am not that familiar with Joan Crawford. My information from her, of course, comes from growing up in the '80s and somebody reading. I think my grandmother was reading Mommy Dearest. The movies I have seen her in are like, <laughs> I think her last movie, Trog. <laughs> And then whatever happened to Baby Jane, like horror related. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to put this on this list. And yes, it's it's a Western and it's shot in Sedona. The exteriors were a lot of Westerns were filmed. There's Western actors in this movie. But yeah, that's what I kind of throw on the list. You know, mainly it was the name. And I, and I had like a lot of built-in expectations of this movie. I thought Johnny Guitar... I thought there was going to be like a singing troubadour coming in, (laughs) writing wrongs, very much a comedy. Or at the same time, like, oh, no, it's going to be like Robert Rodriguez's mariachi, where he carries around the guitar and he opens it up and he's got his pistols in there. Both of those are the furthest thing from what this movie actually is. And I'm glad my expectations weren't met. (laughs) It was Straight Jacket is one. It was one of like early 60s horror movies that I know. That I Willem Castle. Yes. And Lee Majors is one of his very first she's, roles as in that. She's pretty great in that. Oh, yeah. I've seen Mildred Pierce, of course. Yeah. And one of the things that I did know about her was she was had a re- reputation yes. for being very difficult, which is it's hard to look back and wonder how much of that is was sexism. Things that she did that maybe men would do and they were tough. Their character gives a great speech about sort of the differences on how people, how people view men and women. But um, yeah, that was something you would always hear. And in this in this particular picture, Mercedes McCambridge, McCambridge, yeah. 
She plays Emma. She was in it in, in, during production. Apparently, Joan Crawford had had an affair with Mercedes McCambridge's ex-husband or husband. And so there was tension, and Mercedes would kind of needle Joan Crawford about So there was tension, and Nicholas Ray sort of liked that. He wanted that because the characters had tension. So there was some trouble on the set. Uh, Mercedes McCambridge, to her credit, later said that a lot of it was on her. She was, de- she was dealing with some alcoholism at the time. Um, she's amazing. She is. This. And Joan Crawford is great. She has such a tough presence. She's uh, severe is the word that when I see her, her not only scary <laughs> like when you meet her she's yes. just standing at the on a, looking down on the casino you see her and you you just go i'm not messing with her and the same with mercedes mccambridge that woman will knock you out she and she she looks little but she looks like she will knock you the f out so this was based on the book joan crawford actually got the rights to the book the same thing in some of the research reading she would and that's probably why the book is probably – I didn't read the book. I didn't read anything about it. No. I'm sorry. The book's probably very different because she demanded some rewriting to make Vienna, which as you've texted me several times, that's what the movie should be called, Vienna, rather than Johnny Guitar. Yeah. Johnny Guitar is sure. a secondary character. You know, you know, And Sterling Hayden's great. Oh, yeah. He has a couple of moments where he's just as cool as a cucumber. Yeah. He's pretty awesome. Yeah. And he can't play guitar. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> it is one of the most awesome <laughs> – Fake guitar playing you'll ever see. I mean, you can. He's just ah, whatever. Do a quick plot outline. Okay, the big plot outline for this movie is that Vienna has come to the outskirts of a place referred to. um, There's a small town called Red Bluff. She's not on their town property. She has built a beautiful casino saloon. She's playing a long game. She understands that the railroad's coming through. Very much like Blazing Saddles. The railroad's coming through. She doesn't understand. She knows. She knows. Because it's implied the way that she made all her money was on her back. She has no problem. If this was made a couple decades later, she would have said she had no problem using her feminine wiles to get what she wants. The big plot is is she is facing some pressure from (laughs) two people in town. MacGyver's, who's the big cattle owner, and Emma, she owns a part of the property too, but they're the two big wigs in town, and they're putting pressure well, on her. I think Vienna says at some point, you and McIvers own all the cattle yeah. ranches yeah. in this whole area. So I think they're both cattle ranchers. And it's the old classic Western trope yeah. of the railroads coming, it's bringing people from New the people. east, and... <laughs> Your way of life is going to change. And basically people said, you're not going to come and steal the property I stole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> essentially what it is. And there's this real fear of dirt farmers, yes. people who put up fences. Yeah. She brings in Johnny Guitar as you think entertainment, but really for protection to basically stop this pressure for the town people. But, but what happens... Which is they, interesting because she, she brings him in ostensibly to be the guitar player. And she talks about how he's gun crazy, and she, she's like, I don't want you to be like that. Yeah. But it, she brought him in yeah. for that reason, so it's sort of confusing in a way. I could see where he might get confused because he's... And then there's a ignition of an incident in the town where Emma's brother gets killed, and that explodes this plot. And that's where we start. Johnny Guitar riding in, riding through the pass, and it's pretty cool because they're, you know, they're saying, oh, the guy yells, all oh, clear. And then we have explosions because they have to dynamite their way through the hills. Here comes the railroad. It's going to blow up your life. He's looking down and witnesses this stagecoach get held up. We never find out who really held it up. No. It could be gangs everywhere. It's hard to tell who the bad guys and good guys are sometimes. Because you can look at this movie and say it's a movie where good people are doing, traditionally what you consider good people are doing bad things, and traditionally what you think are bad people like gangs, gunslingers, saloon owners, 
are doing good things. The true bad person in this to me is Emma. Emma and Bart. Ernest Borgnine. No, you're right. No, Ernest Borgnine is straight yeah, up. That, that, he's the heavy. As soon as you see him. It's yeah. funny because growing up, Ernest Borgnine, I didn't see that Ernest Borgnine. Okay. He was always the jolly airwolf. And whenever you saw him, he was. He was the jolly yeah. old guy. And you look at his early years, and I mean, he's a pretty scary dude. And he's a sucker puncher too, by the way. And I got to say, Ernest Borgnine, my favorite movie is From Here to Eternity. And he plays a very much Bart character in that as well. So I did watch Airwolf with Jan Michael Vincent and Ernest yeah, Borgnine. La- I'm, I'm more familiar yeah. with his latter career yeah. where, he, where he's- Not he's, the heavy- Yuck, yuck. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> the characters are named Bart. Those are the bad guys. We always had, a, everybody had a doll named Black Bart and he was the bad dude. So Johnny rides in and it's a windswept, desolate place. You're kind of going, you know, why would anyone come here? Because they've got vision. And he walks in and of course it's an empty casino. Usually, you know, when you go into a casino, you're supposed to be welcomed. <laughs> and this was like the small town welcome of, you know, what are you doing here? You know, they're just staring at him so hard. But it's also a beautifully designed, like money was spent. Not only Vienna in the, in the movie world spent money on building this beautiful, but the set itself I thought was pretty striking because they built the, the saloon on the side of the mountain. So there's it's a the, bluff, the rock. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's, the... it's really neat how they did it set wise. It was pretty clever. Johnny Guitars, he says he's got a meeting and they're kind of standoffish about it. You got to pay for your whiskey. And, and that's when she comes from the second level. She comes out and they say, hey, Vienna says he's got a meeting and she's just staring down. And she says, you know, he can wait because she has to talk to Mr. Andrews, who I guess he assumes is the railroad guy. He's sort of wondering, how, she how do you know this? And she said, I met your surveyor and we sort of exchanged pleasantries. Yeah. Which again, first implication, she'll do what she asks you to get what she wants. And she wants to kind of make a deal. Well, this guy's a, he's a railroad guy. He's not a fighter. And he goes, these ranchers are not really that nice. That first viewing of Vienna, it's, that's a big part of this movie in terms of role reversals. Cause she, the first time you see Vienna, she's in pants and she's sitting above all the men. And there was dialogue among the men. She acts like a man. And even John Carradine. He, he addresses the yeah. camera. The, the one guy, which is interesting, yeah. it's the only time yeah. he addresses the audience about how she's more of a man than most men or whatever. John, he means it as a compliment. Yeah. I, and I don't, it's not very complimentary. And then John Carradine, who plays Tom, her kind of uh, fix-it guy, he said he never thought that he'd enjoy working for a woman, but he certainly enjoys working for Vienna. And so right, it's a reversal because she runs this casino. Johnny Guitar comes in who is the very first character that you actually see in the movie, because it's called Johnny Guitar. He walks in. Let's just name he, the movie after the first character exactly. we see. Exactly. Why not? <laughs> and he's asked to wait. It's very much, the whole movie switched on You're, the male, main, female the, roles. The main protagonists yeah. are women, and they're not just catty. They're violent. Yeah. They're tough. They're yeah. strong characters. There's only one moment where Vienna is sort of like, I need you, Johnny, yeah. and it's when she catches on fire. But that's when the ranchers bring in Emma's dead brother. The whole time, these people are just a mob waiting for this kind of weak marshal to get out. And they, of course, they think the dancing kid who's played by Scott Brady. Yes. Boom. They think he and his his group killed him. And they think, of course, Vienna's in cahoots. That's when we meet Emma and McIvers. And Emma is just one tough cookie. I will say this. There is like a tone to her voice. She doesn't speak dialogue. She yells her dialogue. And there was something, it like hit my ear in sort of a, a very harsh way. Mercedes McCambridge's voice just made me kind of jar quite a bit. She has huge beef with Vienna. And what I love is 
Vienna will not come all the way down the stairs. She comes out and she says, I'm here, deal with it. And she starts down the stairs. Well, they are, they're talking about lynching people. And she pulls out a pistol. My take is she won't go down the stairs. She's not going to go down to their level. She's going to stay above them. And she has a great line. Emma basically says, you can't kill everybody. And she's like, all I need to do is shoot two. And she says, you don't have the nerve. And Vienna says, try me. Down there, I sell whiskey and cards. All you can buy up these stairs is a bullet in the head. That is straight out of a film noir. And that's why this this is a hybrid. I It's a Western. You can't say it's not a Western. Well, the setting's West. It's, it's it is. West. And, and it uses Western tropes. Yeah. All those cattle you know, ranchers, the railroad coming threats through. Of, threats of progress you know, and but, you know, people scared. But there's so much dialogue that's film noir and even melodrama. And it's dialogue heavy. It is. Particularly it is. among Emma and Vienna, their dialogues, and even Johnny Which were some of the criticisms, and I will say, it's a little flabby at times. There, there's some of the scenes of, of them talking, it gets repetitive, and that's the only thing I would really say about this movie, is I think they could have clipped some of that. There were times, after watching this several times, I just picked up, they're kind of doing the same talk here. This scene, you know, they could have just deleted this. It doesn't really add more. What did you say, your your wife? She was in the other room during one of the viewings listening while she was working, and she said, what kind of romance are you watching? And so the scene that comes this night between Johnny and Vienna, um, where they're talking about their find out that they've had a previous relationship, and she's like, that sounds like right out of a Hallmark movie. It was, it was, there is some hilarious dialogue. So as this all goes on, suddenly we hear this shooting and yelling. Yeah. And it's the dancing kid and his gang. They're coming into town to do some drinking. If you don't want to be viewed as a violent gang, why do you shoot your guns off when you're riding into town? Why not just ride in, like, ride in like regular people and just go get your drink on? This is one thing I found somewhat unbelievable. This mob is hell-bent for leather. They're looking for blood. The dancing kid and his guys come in. And are allowed to sort of just, he, at one point, they ask Johnny Guitar to play. They're like, can you play? And he starts playing. That's when it's the fakest yeah. guitar playing ever. And he takes Emma for a spin around the room. The dancing kid yeah. who's dancing with Emma. And I thought, this isn't very believable because this whole mob was ready, wants to hang these guys. They believe they're the ones who killed her brother. And when they walk in, immediately Ernest Borgnine just gives everybody a look yeah. that he's like, I will stick a knife in your back. <laughs> it's, it's a horrible person. You know, if you went into that room, you would just look and go, that's the most horrible person in this room, and you'd be right. <laughs> so that scene, the reason why it does happen is that it's that mob mentality. But I think those townspeople are generally good people, and they've been riled up. And also in their face, like, are we really going to have a gunfight with a gang who we assume is bad, who it turns out, I don't think they're really a gang. I think they, they really were silver mining. Because that's what they say. Turkey, Turkey said, we were mining, we're silver mining. And of course they go, you know, well, show us this mine, which if you know in any history, that's not what you do. Because there were scurves all over the place that if you said, hey, I've got a mine right over there, you're going to wake up with a rock in your head and they're going to steal your stuff, you know? So they say, no, we're not going to show you our mine. So this is like a catch-22 where they think you guys are, you always have money. Yeah. Where do you, you must get have it? That we have a mine. Show us your mine. Yeah. That's not how it works. And McIver's talks a big game because this is one of those lawless West yeah. things where the the marshal, yeah, he's pretty yeah. Spot, pretty weak. Even though they do sort of let, listen to him, McIver says, as of tomorrow, this is closed territory. Yeah. You got twenty four hours to get the hell out. 
He smashes a bottle of whiskey that Vienna says, she's a, she's a businesswoman. Yeah. That's why her business sense is pretty good. I want to point out that this is the only moment in the movie that you see Johnny Guitar playing the guitar or the dancing kid dancing. Absolutely. <laughs> the dancing kid, Scott Brady, I forgot to mention. Lawrence Tierney, he has uh, two brothers. Scott Brady is his brother who who has a stage name rather than take the Tierney name. I mean, I think Lawrence Tierney, we talked about when we did The Prowler, but like Scott Brady was one of his brothers. There were the three brothers who were all acting at the same time. That's why when you look at him, I'm like, that guy seems familiar. This movie is about people who are obsessed. Vienna is obsessed about keeping this alone to like the detriment of everything. She's willing to go down in the ship. And she insinuates that Emma was obsessed with the dancing kid, that she really, even though the dancing kid was below her station, she really liked the dancing kid. And clearly, and clearly the dancing kid's a flirt. The dancing kid is actually obsessed with Vienna. There's an implication here, and then we find out later that because there was a little thing between them, which it's another one of the speak, one of the big long conversations where you find out that that was a fling that most, it seems that between Johnny Guitar and this place, most of the men she was with were to get something. It was yeah. it was a, trans, a transactional thing. The kid was just a thing. What was yeah. she getting from him? Probably just fun. Yeah. Emma's hate towards Vienna seems extremely personal. Because MacGyver's just like, I really want this land. Because at the end, when you see MacGyver's change, it's because he realized, like, hey, I'm not willing to step over those boundaries. Really, when it comes down to it. Emma's thing is also that classic, she has a great speech near yeah. the end, where I don't want progress to come here. It's yeah. Bill the Butcher yeah. in, in Gangs of New York. Yeah. Where he goes, progress, I don't care. Tomorrow's coming whether you like it or not. And he says, I don't care. And that's Emma. She says, new people come in. She calls her a tramp all the time yeah. because I think she's a she's a free woman who lives as a woman. Emma is often being told, you're a woman by those guys. Oh, you can't ride with us. You, but know, then you Emma, stay here. But then Emma, Emma takes charge. Every, every Whenever you time. see, she takes charge. <laughs> she is in charge. And she, but she's, and as the movie goes on, she asserts herself. She, you can see she gives looks to McIvers where she goes, I'm stronger than you. And really, she's just more willing to do bad things. I think that there is, even though there's no backstory, I think there probably was something there because the obsession she has with the kid in Vienna seems to come, like, it puts everything out. I mean, it leads to her death. There could have been other ways to deal with this. And that's uh, part there of this movie, all, I think, is always about are. Really, like, how obsession can really just destroy you. Obsession, hatred, yep. you know, bigotry, yep. fear, fear of the future. This was done during the McCarthy era. Sterling Hayden. Hayden, he did give names in front of the house, you know, un-American activities. So you could say like that mob coming after people and saying, you did this, yeah. you're wrong. Like, you, you get that sense well, it's of interesting difference. because McIvers talks a big game when he does the 24-hour, get out of here yeah. in 24 hours, and he tells the marshal, hey, if they're still around, you should go fishing. The clear implication being the implication. <laughs> The clear implication being they're still here in 24 hours. We're going to kill them. So we don't care about the law. And then as the movie progresses, but we mentioned it, he can't just go kill people in cold blood. None of these men can hang a woman. They can hang turkey. That scene ends, how you said it ended. It ended with the two women. Vienna does walk down the stairs and faces, and Emma says, I'm going to kill you. And Vienna says, I know if I don't kill you first. And that's how exactly how the movie ends. They're telling you right there, this movie's going to end that way. And then we transition to where we find out, you know, there's a great little exchange where the kid is so confused by what's going on yeah. with Vienna and Johnny Guitar. And they have this back and forth that is, again, is like something out of a, a Lauren, you'd see Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart exchange. It's this wonderful exchange or a Robert Mitchum movie where they have this little back and forth and they're just messing with the kid the whole time. And he's, he's going, what? And of course, then the heavy, 
again, a noir type of guy, Bart comes up and says, you're going to drink whiskey. This is all stuff that you could just take this story and say, let's transition this to San Francisco, 1950, and have all these guys wearing coats and driving cool big cars. Of course, he wants to fight Johnny Guitar, and they walk outside. He sucker punches him, but he ends up getting his butt whooped. And then Turkey totally crushes on Vienna. He wants to stay behind. You know, he's talking about how he's a man and she's going, you know, you're just a kid, you know. And, and he goes, I'll show you. And this is how he demonstrates. This is how I'll protect you. And he just starts shooting her place up. Pulls his pistol out and he's shooting the sugar and he's shooting stuff off tables. I'm just I'm thinking turkey. It was a maturity. Worst yeah. job interview yeah, ever. Exactly. <laughs> because and this sets off whatever Johnny Guitar yeah. is really Johnny Logan. Because he pulls a gun and comes running out, shoots the gun out of his hand, and then shoots it across the floor. And he's going to shoot Turkey. And that's when Vienna stops him. And she grabs a gun out of his hand. And and Turkey's a- walking away, and yeah. he's sort of looking at him. He's going, whoa, this guy didn't said he didn't have guns. What's going on here? She says, you haven't changed a bit. You're still gun crazy. And again, it's just confusing if she wants him to come as a protector, but she doesn't want him to do it. She wants him to do it on her terms. But she realizes... If you give this guy a gun, it's going to go crazy. I can't, I don't have control. It's another control play where she goes, she slowly realizes at times, I don't know if I can control this guy. He's gun, and I love the throwback to To gun crazy. Gun crazy, She calls him gun crazy. (laughs) So my take is that, number one, that the movie ends happily. And and these two, I mean, for what it, in a way, in a way, but I really would prefer Johnny and Vienna's relationship not to go that route because I think Vienna's viewpoint is she is a changed woman in five years. She has dramatically changed who she is in five years. Even ago. says, he says, I, I met you five years ago in a bar. And she said, the difference is I own this one. And Johnny has not changed. I'm thinking that Vienna was hoping, and I think seriously, she wanted him to come play the guitar and act as defensive protection. But I think she was hoping that he would have changed a little bit. And he shows up, and I think that's what upsets her. He really hasn't changed at all. I think she honestly thinks, hey, if I could change in five years, maybe he might. Because he clearly took her offer, so he's like, maybe he is changed and everything. Like, he shows up. Came up from Albuquerque. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's a lot of gunslingers there. I'm going to start calling it Albuquerque. (laughs) I've never heard it. Maybe that's... Maybe that's a correct way. But that's my take that she was hoping he was changed, and he wasn't. And I do like Sterling. His um, countenance in this movie, I, I really appreciate it. He just kind of is like, you know, everything's oh, yeah. easygoing oh. and everything like that. This is the first of their long exchanges. She shows him this model, a very cool model. Yeah. Of, and he goes, she goes, what does that look like? You know, any Western town? She goes, this is going to be here in a year. Because he doesn't have vision. Yeah, he lives in the moment. Classic gun- gunslinger. And this would be a good time to just say we're going to pop into the uh, Mango IPA. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that's, that's refreshing. Yeah, that is. Paso Robles. Is that Central Coast? Uh, pull out a map. <laughs> Most people would look at that as wine country, which it is. Yeah. You're getting into some great yeah. wine country. It's also great beer country. Yeah. You got Barrel House. There's lots of great breweries up in that area. Yeah, cheer, delicious. cheers to that. What's what it got? 6.2%. Yeah, a little, a little lighter. Has like great mango, like it's refreshing. Yeah. Oh, that's good, yeah. If I was riding through that dusty west, this would be 
<laughs> you know, which are all, you know what I love is when they go into a bar, what do you have yeah. in these movies? It's always whiskey. Exactly. Like, I'd like to see your beer list or your wine list. It's like, <laughs> Maybe a glass of water. I'm a little parched. We have one bottle of whiskey. That's it, buddy. And it's never <laughs> sipping whiskey. You know, it's always like a shot. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you just wrote in. Like, yeah, you, that's going to hit you hard. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I love some good, some whiskey. Yeah. But when I'm just parched and I'm in the desert hot, I'm not thinking whiskey. And that area is beautiful. Like, I, Mitch, too, we had the whole family gone back to Sedona in spring break last year, and we did some hikes near these areas. In fact, one of the areas, they actually have a Western, like small little Western film museum. Now, when I was there, of course, I went and saw Kingdom of the Spiders location in Camp Verde, but you know. Of course. (laughs) So they're having this talk, and this is, again, the one issue I have with this movie, Johnny and Vienna have this long scene where, you know, reminiscing And, you know, walking through the park, dancing in the dark and reminiscing. Um, They do this several times. And it does flab the movie up a little bit because it it is about an hour and 50 minutes. Which I I don't care how long a movie is as long as there's a point to everything. And this one drags a little bit. These long dialogue parts right here. And as you point out, this dialogue could be lifted right from film noir. And it's also reversal because he's asking her, let's pretend the last five years haven't happened. Yeah. He's like, I want to go back. You know, I didn't want to get married that last time, but I, you know, I, I'm willing this time. And she's like, I'm really moved on. There's a great moment where she talks about a man, a man can go out and be awful and do yeah. anything and, you know, mess up all the time. As long as he has his pride, everything's cool. If a woman's woman slips up once she's a tramp. That's sadly true. Yeah. And it's, you know, in some ways still true. That to me, was a scene that was kind of good, but they yeah. end up kind of repeating that scene yeah. a little too much. I, I agree. Well, she, I like what she ends, because he asks, she's like, don't you love me anymore? And she says, when a fire burns itself out, all that's left is ashes. That's and a good I line. was like, man. That's like, a good line. She really has, and I do not like that they force them, you know, my girls, they're teenagers, and they always use this term, ship, ship character together. I still don't get, and I'm probably using it correctly, but I'm going to take a lesson from them. I would not ship those two like Nicholas Ray did in this movie and made it like a, a happy ending because I think she did change and I, I think it's okay not to like look back and say hey you know that person's not changed out no they so can be a friend and helpful but they don't if you're happy yeah. in what you're doing that's cool and I've moved on but she she did bring that into her life she did because I, she ended up she says I, that's what I want so we're at the kids lair yes they have this cool I love they they ride up a creek and then through a waterfall and then they have this cool place and they're sitting around going, our, our minds played out. Um, we got 24 hours to get out of Dodge. And the kid is going, basically saying, if they think we're thieves, then let's be thieves. Let's do some thieving. Let's, let's do some criming. And Bart, we find out, he doesn't like, well, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't like women. What do you like? I don't think he likes horses either. No, you, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He goes, I like me. Such a great actor. <laughs> you just always watch those these stories and you think, why did you pick this guy? At what moment did you say, he's a good addition to our team? That is not a good addition to any team. No. It's a bad addition. <laughs> I do like that that group, the Dancing Kids gang, they all stand out with just slight personalities. I, I'm assuming that Corey has tuberculosis think, or yeah, he's, he's a consumption. Lunger. He's a lunger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, absolutely, because he's coughing all the time. And, 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 and you think and, it would show up later on in the plot? No, it was just how he wanted to play the character. I thought that was really Turkey is this, you know, boyish face oh, guy. Yeah. He's just, you know, he, he wants to be a big man. Yeah. But he, it's like he's still got a little too much immaturity because he walks in, he says, at his job interview, he goes, watch this, and starts shooting stuff up. So Vienna, because she and Johnny 
ride into town. She wants to take get all her money out of the bank. And she tells the guy at the bank, I'm not doing business with Emma anymore. So do we think Emma owns the bank? We don't get any clarification on this. Once again, I did not read the book, but I think the book and a part of the movie was edited out. There is some analysis saying that if you look at what Emma is, she's actually owns the bank. And she says you and McIver's own all the cattle ranching yeah. land. So you think she's a rancher. Or that she has the mortgage on all the land through the bank. So the kid and his gang show up. And this is my favorite Sterling Hayden moment because yeah. he's waiting outside the bank. And Turkey goes, gets the guys in. They all go in. Bart immediately looks like he's going to shoot Johnny. <laughs> yeah. And Turkey's looking at him because he knows this guy's not what he appears to be. Yeah. He's not just some fancy Dan playing guitar. He's a killer. But Sterling Hayden is just standing there cool as a cucumber yeah. and looking at Turkey and he goes, you didn't tell him, did you? Yeah. Turkey, you can see Turkey's sort of, you know, you embarrassed me. I might shoot you. Then they rob the place. Vienna tries to stop him. Yeah. She can't. Kid kisses her and they bail and she leaves with her notes, which I thought was interesting that they said, do you want your money in gold or notes? So Johnny goes, you know, this is bad news for you. Yeah. They're going to totally think you were in on this. And she doesn't see it at that she point. Really, she just goes, I want to go home. Yeah. She really just says, all I need to do is wait it out until I get my train depot. Yeah. I do like that dialogue. He's like, you want to be a hero or you want to die? And he's like, I got a lot of respect for the guy. <laughs> he <laughs> does play it coolly. <laughs> Nothing like a smoke and a good cup of coffee. <laughs> no, wasn't, isn't there a Jim Jarmusch movie called like coffee and cigarettes or something like that. Uh-huh. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I thought of, when he kept saying that, I, got, I thought about Nothing that. Nothing like that. <laughs> and you know what? As I'll be honest. I, I used to smoke, celebrated 10 years of not being a regular smoker. And I was never a big morning smoker, but sometimes, yeah. A, a, a cigarette and cigarette? a cup of coffee. Yeah. yeah. A cigarette and a beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the kid, they have this fight about, you know, do we go through the desert or do we go through yeah. the mountain pass? And... They go through the mountain pass, which is being blown up, which is a pretty cool scene. And I would I would love to have seen how, you know, watch them do that because, you know, I feel they're actually blowing stuff it does, up. This it isn't does. CGI. And I'm also There's thinking dynamite like, going off and, and the horses do not like dynamite. Emma's showing up at the bank. Yeah. They come back from the funeral because the reason why it's closed is that it's for the funeral Her, for Emma's, Emma's, Emma's brother. brother. And the whole town's out, out there. So everybody, the mob shows yep. up. And Emma, and it's, they stole all the gold, yeah. and Emma is peeved. And she is really trying to convince, and she is putting pressure on the banker to say Vienna was part of it. Say it's Vienna was she, one of them. The whole time she just keeps telling, and, and she's wrong. She is, but, but she at is the obsessed end, with everybody this. thinks she's right. Yeah, and she's she obsessed just with lies this. her way. Yeah. To everybody believing her. And the banker her. goes, well, I did see them kiss. And they're like, that's it. That's that's the proof. <laughs> so the guys have to go. The guys end up having to go to, have to go back to their lair. Yeah. Because they can't. They're trapped. They're basically pinned in. They can't get through the pass. The mob is going to block them. They go up. They And Turkey ends up falling off his horse. He gets whacked on the head. Yeah. And, and, he, and he, doesn't, he doesn't make it back. No. Yeah. And at the same time, um, Johnny points out to Vienna. He's like, listen, the posse is going to come. Mm-hmm. I could go like I've done this before. You know, these are basically townsfolks. They're riled up. You really are gun crazy. Yeah, I could go and start picking them off and then they'll run scared. And she's like, I don't want any killing. And um, she does. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and she basically says, get out of here. 
Yeah, like, and she and leave. she's a, she's a good boss because she gives she gives the guys at the casino six six months, six months worth of pay and says, if I'm still here, come back in six yeah. months because you know things will be okay. So yeah. that that's pretty cool. And she gives she tells one of the guys, you know, hey, if you see old Tom, that's John Carradine. Yeah. Old Tom, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give him give him the money, and then she pays Johnny off. She yeah. she gives him the money and says, you know, beat it, and you know doesn't even give him a drink. No, not even a drink goodbye. <laughs> That's actually another one of the I forgot to tell okay. you the beer moments right. that we bring up. Um, we'll wait on that one. So yeah, this would be as good a time as any to have a little toast because I mean toast. things things th- things are ramping up. Yes, things are really ramping up. They're they're escalating. You know, we're at this situation now where the kid and their group are holding up in his lair. Now, once again, and even I think Bart points this out, if the kid was not so obsessed with Vienna, they probably would have been out of there already. And you have the posse coming to, they don't know where the, the, the dancing kids hideout is, so they're going to go next best place, <laughs> which is Vienna. Do these guys know their own land? Exactly. I mean, it, I mean, it's a cool, you know, like hobbity moment where you're like, go under the waterfall and you go to the, your cool <laughs> land with, with your shack. But at the same time, you go, I know everything up past that ridge. <laughs> I go, not really. And Emma, the whole, they, they go, the only thing here between here and there is, is Vienna's. And Emma just keeps pounding. Yeah. Vienna, Vienna, yeah, it's yeah. Vienna. We need to go there. We, and people are kind of blowing them, blowing her off and she tries to say hey how about this and McIver cuts her off and says we're doing this and you, she gives him a look at that she's she's starting to get a little she's yeah. about had it with yeah. McIver's she's and, like nobody listens to me and the men are getting tired because they cannot find this layer and so you're right she gives that long speech and how they listen to her none of this would have happened to begin with <laughs> She, it's great because they turkey's horse. That's when turkey's horse, horse comes along, back. and and they go, oh, maybe one of the guys says you might be right all along. Yeah. And she does. She gives this rousing yeah. speech. Nobody would as soon as they she came into town. I said we should run them off, yeah. which is just wow. That's a sign of a really bad person. She's and she goes, but the marshal needs legal yeah. cause. She says it in this way, like it's a profanity. McIver's wants to talk things over, and the rest of you can't make up your minds. And she goes on about the railroads coming. It's going to bring farmers, dirt farmers. You and your family are going to be penned in by barbed wire and fence posts. Basically just burn it all. She's like the Joker in a way. where She just wants to burn the whole thing. Nobody can do that. This is our place. Stay out. If we can't have it, it, no one can. It's amazing. She is amazing. And she's terrifying. She is. You realize this is kind of a psychopath. This person is a sick person. She's a she's obsessed. Yeah. And um, back at Vienna, Vienna's like, you know what? I'm gonna go out with style. So she changes into a white dress. And you have to remember, at that time, the last thing you saw, Emma is all in black from a funeral. They're they're in their funeral best until yeah. the end of the movie. So we have the traditional like the white caps and the black caps. And um, Vienna is gonna play that set piece was so shot so well where she's playing this grand piano with this rock face in the background as the posse comes They carve the stage out of the rock bluff. Yeah. It's, it's very cool. I don't know what the acoustics would yeah. be like, but... Yeah. And, I, and I made a mistake. Before the posse comes in, Turkey actually stumbles in. Tom, from Tom, Tom finds him. Tom finds and him. Brings, and she's going to turn him over. Her first reaction is she says, she says I'm going to have to hand him over to the, to the mob. And Tom's going, oh, I'll, I'll take him up to the cottonwoods. Yeah. That's the safest place, apparently. <laughs> it's just hide them in the cottonwoods, I reckon. 
And then the mob shows up. They come in. It's a great scene because she goes, I'm playing the piano in my home. There's no, it's not a business. Yeah. Waiting for the railroad. Nothing wrong with that. They just walk through and then they're, they're going to leave. But Emma is going, uh-uh, nope. She and the kid used to spend a lot of time and it wasn't always here. There's something else going on. And, and Vienna just blows up. She gives this great speech and she's so self-righteous. I know, and like, you guys are hypocrites. Yeah, and, and you're always just <laughs> busting my chops and just running. The, and then thumb, yeah. tur- turkey's boot <laughs> falls out. You go, oh, yeah. You know, the old collar pull. Like, but it's just, and so I, I kind of laughed at it yeah. because <laughs> she's so, oh, and she's not bad. She doesn't work with them. She yeah. was just hiding this guy yeah. who was innocent. Even though he was, he did rob the bank. And they go, oh, ho, 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 Emma, looks like you. And they get Turkey, and Turkey's, they're going to hang him. All Emma wants is to be able to say, she's with that gang so we can kill her. She's a tramp, a railroad tramp, she calls her at one point. And Turkey's going, what am I going to do? And Fiona says, save yourself. Save yourself. And they go, we won't hang you, buddy, if you just tell us she's part of the gang. And he goes, he's, yeah. And then the marshal steps in before the posse with his gun. And he's like, no one is going to take these two people. I'm going to take them to jail. There'll be a legal proceeding. And then Tom pulls a gun. And Tom's like, you're not going to take them anyway. I felt bad for Tom. Tom's character got a little, like some characterization where he always felt like, I'm just a piece of furniture in the background. No one ever pays attention to me. Emma shoots him. And then he accidentally he shoots, shoots the marshal, which this eliminates any obstacle to mob rule. Yep. Now it can be, which is basically Emma rule. And Tom's and last words were it's like, "It's the saddest thing I ever." Because his last I'd words were like, it it's down. The, "He said, he said it's the first time I've ever done any, ever felt important." And it's such a sad way to go <laughs> it out. Is the it? most? I <laughs> I wrote it down, but I didn't type it in my notes. And I, Jason, I'm glad you did because it was yeah. just a sad bleep in life. Yeah. That, that you die for no reason. You haven't yeah. done anything except yeah. you haven't saved anyone. Everyone's looking at me because you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. I really hate to crap and on you. Tom's John Carradine. And I don't know if we mentioned this, but you know, John Carradine, like he's in all the horror B movies. And Dude, the Carradine family. They're legends. Yeah, exactly. I mean that yeah, that I mean, and what I love is this is 1954. Yeah. He's, he he, he looked like about 80. 65, and the guy was alive for like another 30-some years. I mean, he's like got the like Robert Loggia syndrome. It's like when you're born, you celebrate your 40th birthday. <laughs> Probably time to tuck in. We're getting to the end. It's about time for Big Sur. This is their double IPA. He should have listened. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Big Sur, their double IPA. Which There's the old VW bus on it. With a couple of surfboards. Nice. Kind of classic yeah. West Coast. This is the, so it's going to be. It's a double IPA, 9.3%. Yeah, there's a, we're sharing these. <laughs> I've only been to Big Sur one time. Same. I drove through it. Yeah, on the way to Monterey. As a Kerouac fan, I always wanted, and it's just beautiful. They're going to hang Turkey and the, um, Vienna. Emma, a little too happy. Before she leaves Vienna's, she shoots a chandelier off the ceiling and starts the whole place on fire. She's burning it down. She's getting what she wants. She really wants this place gone. Great cinematography. It's well, amazing. So, yeah, it, that it, is it really, amazing. <laughs> it, it really is. And without speaking, again, I can't tell you how great Mercedes McCambridge is. If for no other reason, she's worth seeing this movie. She is Agreed. so good because she doesn't say a line. You just can see how she's just giddy yes. with happiness. And it's really sick. Yeah. It's a sickness to to burn somebody's you know dreams down and be happy about it. 
You remember when they said they weren't going to hang turkey? Eh, they lied. You don't trust mob violence. <laughs> mob justice. <laughs> yeah. If a whole mob of angry people says, if you give us this, we won't kill you. Don't trust them. Don't give them. <laughs> no. Don't give it. No. But Johnny Guitar has come back. He decided really he just can't leave Vienna in this way. So he's come back and he sees a posse taking them. For the title character... He disappears for a good amount of screen time. Like he just disappears, and then you see him walking along the road. He doesn't even have a horse at that point. And he, yeah, he comes back and saves her. Everyone's really cool yeah, hanging hey, turkey. turkey, which the, is sad. The, I didn't the think man, they, <laughs> the man they said we, they wouldn't hang. Yeah. They're cool with that. And then when it comes to Vienna, they go, they all balk because she's a lady. Even MacGyver's, he's like, I, ah, I'm yeah, not going to do this. Yeah. And they're like, and then even Vienna says, if oh, you want this done. Emma, you're going to have to do it. And she yells, $100, I'll give $100, and it echoes. Yeah. <laughs> $100, $100. And so she's going to do it, but Johnny saves her. They take off. And, of course, there's a mine, sh- a mine shaft under Vienna's place. Of course. Because that's where they go hide. And that's <laughs> where they have a chat. She fi- He finds out the kid and her had a fling, but she loves him. She says that. She and- becomes vulnerable kind of for the first time. It is interesting because she said, why'd you come back? He's like, ah, a chance to be a hero. God, he's a hired killer. He's not yeah. a hero. No, <laughs> That's he, why I said this movie is about like opposite role it's, reversal. And it's not, yeah, and it's not really a redemption story. No, not for him. No. And what's great, Jason, is if you watch in that whole sequence of things, of, of events, the mob, all they do, they just ride back and forth in front of Vienna's. At one point, they're riding to the right of the screen. Then later, we see them riding to the left. They just are riding back and forth in front of Vienna's. They have no idea what to do. I just think it was kind of funny. Yeah. I, I don't think they're really, you know. Riding in. Well, because that was a very impressive shot. And even Nicholas Ray probably said, that shot, we need to use it as much as possible. They put, you put a lot in. That, because that wasn't a miniature. No. That was a big set they built and burnt. I mean, sort of, you know. The classic uh, Gone with the Wind. Yeah. We did go and see a revival of it. <laughs> On foot, these two like make it to the... I got the hideout. impression the hideout is... Uh, the geography, it's like the hideout feels like it's way out there, but they're on foot and they just Booker they T it. and the MGs right there. Yeah. Good thing Corey was on point on guard duty because I don't think Bart... Bart would have shot. Would have shot Johnny. He probably would have shot Vienna too because he honestly thinks the reason everything is being held up... Yeah, he, is you're right. ...for the dancing kid is Vienna. You know, get rid of both of them. But Corey is a man with heart. He's a follower. Like and, and Corey he, Hart. Uh, I all. referenced reminiscing <laughs> in this one, and you're referencing Corey Hart. I know. You can't cut that out. No, but he does. He, he lets him in. And meanwhile, Bart and, and Kid are arguing. And yeah. he, I think that's when Bart basically says, it's, it's the woman. None of this would have happened. Like, if we could have you, left a long you, time you ago. You were just hung up on her. Yeah. He is. Well, I, which, in a way, I'd go back and say... Get your silver and get out. This is a town that doesn't want you here. Exactly. It's clear that they haven't wanted you here the whole time. So, But they've just been profligate and spending their money left and right. Bart is correct in his analysis that they they could have been gone. They could have had another mind somewhere else. But the kid who is kind of their leader was hung up on Vienna. Because he's not a real outlaw. No, he's and, not. And he's, he's just a guy. He's a guy from New York. Yeah, he's like, and he's a good dancer. Yeah, yeah. Like all men from New York, we right? We saw once. <laughs> really wasn't no Fred Astaire. Yeah. They were just kind of doing kind of a simple dance I think yeah. everybody could do. So they show up. 
Vienna and Johnny walk in and he goes, Whoa, how'd you get, how'd you get in? Corey let us in. Bart's not going to be happy with this. Oh, he's so unhappy with all of it. He just hates it, hates every bit of it. And this is when they find out, like they just keep riding Johnny, you know, what good is he? Bart even says, Vienna's a good shot, you know, so she'll help. What good is he? They keep doing this. What good is he? And then finally, Vienna goes, you should really ease up. Yeah. This is Johnny Logan. And then everybody's like, oh. And kid, the kid's like, whoa, 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 Johnny Logan. He goes, to, I love this. He goes to shake his hand. The kid is yeah. a left hand. He yeah. grabs his gun with his left hand. And Johnny Logan goes, I never shake hands with a left-handed draw. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, all I all I could wonder all I wondered is what if the guy has two guns? <laughs> no, Sterling Hayden's great, He's great in a secondary role. Yes, uh, that, that's but, a strange thing. Like it is a, it is not the primary role. Yeah. Even the kids' role, Scott Bray's role, is not the primary role. And I have a feeling that Joan Crawford, since she had the rights to the story, that she did because there's some notes where I read that like they she was constantly changing um, dialogue as they're ready to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and changing I mean, some scenes. So it is very much Vienna and Emma-centric. The book was named Johnny Guitar, wasn't it? The book it? was named Johnny Guitar. I'd be, I'm somewhat curious. I don't know if I'm going to go seek it out, yeah. but I'm, I am curious because the movie is very much not Johnny Guitar's it's movie. Not, no. Of course, Turkey's horse. And why did they think of this at the first time, the posse? Let his horse go back to where he belongs and follow him. I mean, it. is that, I, I'm, not, that I'm not that familiar with horses. Are horses you, like dogs? I mean, yeah, do you just, or pigeon? Yeah. You know, follow the pigeon. I, I don't know, but I'll, but the horse gets bucky. And that's when it decides, it goes, I'm going to walk up the creek. Do, go do, home. Do, and they go, whoa, nobody thought to walk through the waterfall. They find Bart is on guard, guard duty he's, now. He's relieved Corey for guard duty. You know, and this is where happenstance just puts you in a wrong well, situation. Well, at that point, it's interesting because, or it's a point worth noting, is because you just see Bart is turning more and more. I will turn on my friends, quote unquote friends, because he says, he's telling Corey, this is a bunch of BS. We should take the stuff and leave. And Corey says, no, I'm with the kid. Because Corey is reading a book. So he's a learned man yeah. and he's thoughtful. And he says, that's not how I roll. I'm with the kid. Take it up with the kid. I, when Bart sees the posse, hey. Emma just goes, Hey Bart, I uh, just want to talk. Yeah, don't shoot Bart. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, just it's almost I'll like come a Mike Python moment. Yeah. You know, like, oh, don't mind me. I just want to talk, Bart. And Bart goes, yeah, come on in. At that moment, you go, dude, he's bad. After the discussion, they're back inside the lair, and Bart comes in, and Bart is talking to Corey, like, we need to get out of here. Like, you know, here's what's going to go on. Get the loop. And I mean, he does realize that Johnny and Vienna are just like in the next room, right? It's like, yeah. you know, whisper. There's not a lot of insulation. No. I mean, it's not even two by fours. It's just, you know, Johnny and Vienna in the other room sort of going, are you hearing this? Yeah. Are you hearing that they're just going to run away and, and let them get in? And Bart gives Corey one more chance to side with him. And Corey's like, no, no. And then, so Bart stabs him in the back. Literally. Some people just don't, don't listen. listen. <laughs> That's his reaction. It's a horrible, terrifying person to have in your gang. So Bart, goes, I think he grabs the loot and he goes out and the kid is outside and Bart's going to shoot him in the back. And there's even talk at one point, Johnny Guitar says to the kid, you wouldn't shoot a man in the back, would you? And the kid almost takes offense like because that is one of the lowest things you can do. And Bart is not only stabbed his friend in the back, now he's going to shoot the other guy in the back. Johnny Guitar saves him, jumps off the deck, saves him. That's when he shoots him a bunch of times. times. 
And Emma hears a shot, and apparently the shot was supposed to be a signal. Yeah. So she's like, send the posse. And McIvers is going, hey, I told you not to shoot, guys. <laughs> and they're like, something's going on yeah. there, McIvers. Because they come the first body they come across is Bart's. And that's where like, oh, something didn't work out. <laughs> and this is when Emma just kind of, this has got to happen. This the is, showdown. We got to do this. So she goes, I'm coming up. And she shoots and misses Vienna. Uh, Wingser, I believe. Well, then they have to have the little standoff where they go up come around the corner. Yeah. She does shoot Vienna. Yeah. And then Kid, apparently his heart has been with Emma the whole yeah. time because he yells out, Emma! Yeah. And she turns and shoots him in the head. And do you think, I mean, that was the most violent shooting scene in the movie because you see the bullet like right in his head. Yeah. Do you think Emma intended to shoot him directly in the head or did she just turn and fire? Because I think she really did care for the kid. I think she I was think she did. with I, that. I think at that point, just... She's gone. The human in her is gone. She is just about rage, vengeance, and killing. So if somebody says her name, I don't know what happened to her. Something happened to that character. And I want to point out this whole time, Johnny Guitar is not involved in this. The ending. He's hiding behind a rock. Yeah, the ending, big, huge shootout. He is really not involved. And neither really is a kid. It's the two women. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I will say he's involved in that. He saves, jumps off the deck. Saves the kid. And shoots, does get to shoot Ernest Borgnine a bunch of times. (laughs) But the ending thing, because then after. No, the classic high noon moment is two women. And then Vienna, when Emma takes that time to shoot the kid, Vienna turns and shoots her. Great stunt. Falls off the stairs. Johnny runs up. And there's a point in there where McIver says, we're done. Yeah, we're not, this is we're, too much violence. We're not shooting. This is their fight, meaning the two women. And they're just looking at everybody. They gather up Emma's body. Johnny and Vienna walk through them. They don't yeah. do anything. They're reborn walking they through the waterfall. Water. And that's the scene I don't like. And they kiss, and it's it, that's when Peggy Lee's song, which Peggy Lee's Johnny Guitar song, which is it almost for, sounds like, like Johnny Cool song. It's like, it plays for like twenty seconds or something. I go, it, it, it wasn't the, it wasn't the lead in song. <laughs> no. it was yeah, it was very interesting. And it's Peggy Lee who it, did that song. It was song. a big deal. There's the ending. I mean, I guess maybe she rebuilds. I don't know. I don't know. You could see that even MacGyver's at the end. He's like, I have been pulled into something that was way more than just a dispute over land. I got swept up in the wake of Hurricane Emma, and this is wrong. Who knew an angry mob could do wrong? I thought we were just out doing good works. And that's why I think there's a part of it that deals with McCarthyism where people realize, like, oh, man, like, what we were doing is was not the best thing. I mean, people world. were planting seeds yeah. in there because a lot of people were just lying and hiding and... Your career was ruined because you wouldn't name names, and yeah. they just accused you of something. Yeah. It was a terrible time. Dalton Trumbo, he was blacklisted. He couldn't write for yeah. a long time. Tons, and a lot of them would end up writing under different names, yeah. or they would write, and somebody else would. Including, was, I think the screenplay writer of this, his name is Philip Jordan, was also considered one of these screenplay writers who would let people who are blacklisted submit their work, and he put his name on. So, yeah. but then also, I think it's really strange as a western. The final shootout is between. Two women. Absolutely. And, and generally the men are completely handicapped in this scene. Where even MacGyver's is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This like this is wrong. All the men <laughs> stop shooting. Yeah. It's a really strange Western when people say Western in quotation marks because the settings Western is dealing with Western motifs, like you said, like land grabs. But the people involved, it's very different. I would contend it is very much a Western. The dialogue could be used in a mishmash of melodrama, film noir, it is a Western just because the main protagonists are women doesn't make it not a Western. Because it didn't we, do well when it was released. It didn't do that well. did better overseas. Yes. 
And then when it was re-released, it became really popular because it's it has a different feel to it. So I chose the movie. So would you recommend it? I would. This is a cool movie. There's a little flab. Could be cut a little bit, but that's not enough to make me say not to recommend it. It's an interesting movie because there's almost a point in me that it really kind of angers me because I go, first of all, the title is just all wrong. Secondly, just the idea that if this movie had been made in 1954, if it had made, been made 20 years later, it could have been a huge hit. You know, and just the idea, it's, it's more of an anger at the studio for, for whatever reason, not being strong enough to, to say, hey, we're going to push these two women out there as the stars of this movie. And secondly, you know, the times of looking at the past and going, why can't you? People went into this thinking John Ford, thinking John yeah. Wayne, you know, big, you know, Western. And they probably came away going, like some of the characters going, yeah, and I really don't want to see some women shooting each other. Yeah. You know, there's probably a lot of sexism, a lot of that. And I, I think it's unfortunate. That sort of ticks me off. But, you know, you can't go back and change yeah. the past. I recommend it. Joan Crawford, Mercedes McCambridge, amazing. Really amazing. Sterling Hayden's cool. The acting across the board is great. It's a cool, it's a beautifully shot movie. I would recommend this one. Absolutely. What about you? Agreed. Uh, the story's interesting. And I agree with you. There is some flab. And as I've stated previously, like I really wish they wouldn't have put them together at the end, but they had to make that going through water to like, as you said, reborn them into a new life where Baptized, they could be happy. Baptizing. You? Oh, he's gonna pick up the guitar <laughs> and he's gonna play guitar for her in the casino yeah. that she rebuilds. And yeah. you know, McIvers will be like, You remember when I tried to kill you three exactly. years? <laughs> you remember when we were gonna live? The, the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> the cinematography is excellent, the acting's done really well. You know, I had these expectations. I think that's why, very much like Baron Arizona, people went there expecting something. You have Sterling Hayden, you have these names, Scott Brady, you have all these names, and then it's really Joan Crawford and these two women pitted against each other. That fighting to the death, fighting literally. to the death, yeah, and that people were probably like, "Whoa, whoa, not comfortable whoa, with this. Not this really is comfortable. To, I, this is supposed to be what the Duke does. Yeah. Maybe Gary, <laughs> Gary Cooper. I'm not supposed to see two dames and out there shooting each other, talking noir dialogue. The external <laughs> shooting, Sedona's beautiful. The colors that they used were like fantastic. I, I, I recommend it, and you get to see Nicholas Ray, who you know he had his own issues, <laughs> yeah. but he made some like Rebel Without a Cause. We covered Macau, which was near the end, like, you know, but that was a good movie. And it had, he had his moment in the sun. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I recommend it. And the beer. Barrel House, thank oh, you guys so much. Absolutely. Marlon, thank you. Yeah, Dad, thanks for, I, uh, the thing you is, know, pitching I, us all the time when you're out there on I the told, road. I, that's huge appreciation for that. Not even, you know, just for the beer, but just talking us yeah. up. The IPA, the mango IPA, the Big Sur, that's the way you finish. You always finish with the big one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that about uh, wraps this one up, huh? This is Beer and Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael.